Hey, it's Eric G. Around the House is sponsored by Baldwin Hardware. For 75 years, Baldwin Hardware has been known for its first-class quality and craftsmanship in door and cabinetry hardware. As an alumnus of the Baldwin Hardware Design Council, I can say I have seen the details and quality from design to the finished product. If you're looking for a new style and old-world craftsmanship, I can tell you there is only one Baldwin Hardware. Check out what would look great in your home at baldwinhardware.com. It's Around the House. When it comes to remodeling and renovating your home, there is a lot to know, but we've got you covered. This is Around the House. Welcome to Around the House with Eric G and Caroline B. This is the midweek special where we talk about the stuff that happened, uh, well, in the middle of the week, not the stuff that happened last weekend and not the stuff that happens next weekend show as well. Well, first, I wanted to give a quick update here. We're giving away a Panasonic vent fan, and the details on that can be found over at AroundTheHouseOnline.com. No tricks, no things here, just no listen to this to do this. No, just go over there. Don't have to listen to another episode to do it. Head over to AroundTheHouseOnline.com, go to the contest page, sign up, and here's the cool thing. Panasonic is even going to help assist you in making sure that they pick out the right fan for your space. What kind of concierge service is that? The kind that we do on Around the House with Eric G and Caroline B. That is going to be a good giveaway. Those fans are ridiculously cool, so you don't want to miss that giveaway right now. And that's going for just another week, so head over to AroundTheHouseOnline.com. Well, I wanted to give a quick comment on, you know, lumber prices and stuff out there. That subject is kind of dead for now, I'll be honest. I mean, a sheet of OSB is down from 76 bucks to twelve fifty. Lumber future prices are in the in the mid to, mid to high 400s. So the, the lumber price thing is kind of a dead subject. So this is going to be my last update on that because, quite frankly, we're kind of back to normal, and I like that. So we're close on there. If you've got a lumber yard that's not in your area, uh, I would do some shopping around because it looks like here from all the uh, lumber future prices, that stuff is at the stores. Maybe you've got somebody that had a bunch of inventory, so they're charging a little bit more for it. Well, today I wanted to talk a little bit about some of the other shortages out there as well and some of the gluts that we have. So what we're seeing now with building community, there's a lot of residential builders out there that are building homes and they've had huge shortages on drywall, electrical, HVAC that's holding up the project. So if you talk to a lot of the cabinet manufacturers out there that have, you know, that sell to contractors, they have thousands and thousands of boxes sitting in the warehouses of jobs that haven't gone out the door yet. So they're tripping on tons of custom-made stuff sitting there. So this always concerns me when you see builders that are one, two, or even three months behind. And then you're seeing another issue. And I've got a a friend of mine who's uh, down in Florida uh, with one of the largest home builders in the country. And uh, she was just doing her walkthrough list, uh, the punch list, before they close. And here's her problem is that she's walking through the list and going, hey, uh, there's holes in the lanai screen. Uh, you guys going to fix that? Yeah, but it could take us a month to get the screen company out here. Or it could take two months to get this, or it could take a month to get this. Do you want to hold up closing till we get that done, or are you going to go on our waiting list? 
So there's a lot of bad things like that that it's putting homeowners in bad situations. So be very careful. We're going to see much more of this going into the summer, you know, from the summer into the fall as well. Because I'm seeing now that there's tons of new construction going out there. And uh, everybody's trying to take advantage of these lower lumber prices. So those builders who are holding back are now going out and starting to dig holes in the ground and put homes in. So that's going to be the challenge that we see. Inventory mess is just messed up around everywhere. And that's going to be one of my number one concerns looking forward that this uh, is very askew right now. And I think it's going to take some time for it to work its way out. Hopefully within six months, we'll see that. But uh, again, if you're starting that kitchen and bath project right now and you want to have it done for the holidays, you probably should already have a contract signed at this point and materials coming. Well, we've kind of started a new tradition when it happens. If we find something on the cutting room floor that didn't make it into last week's show, we're going to share it up with you so we can all laugh together in the midweek special. So we've got that here where we have this kind of weird bubbly sound that was coming through that was a technical difficulty that we got fixed pretty quickly. But of course, we had to low, kind of low-key joke about it and have a good time with that. And then, of course, the stories start flowing. So we wanted to share that with you. And then after this, we're going to talk with uh, Elon Futterman because we were talking skee-ball the other day. And skee-ball, he's the national, well, international champion of skee-ball. And he's uh, one of Caroline's friends. So we're going to bring him on a little bit because she got me hooked on this. And this was kind of interesting. And uh, he is the national skee-ball championship winner so uh we'll bring him on in a minute but let's get out to uh well bunsen burners and uh well meth labs let's do this real quick the bunsen bur burner i mean we just had the weird technical difficulty with the the bubbling uh you know Aaron bubbling like sound effect making science behind me i'm like what are you speakers <laughs> like going in the background is like <laughs> The meth labs in the trailer out back, like, you know, shouldn't be coming God. through in the studio. No, God forbid you get meth lab in your house and that's contaminated. I've actually worked on meth labs where they, you know, I mean, the house is just like, you need to rip it down and start all, all over from the toxicity from the meth being produced. You, you would not believe how many times as a kitchen and bath designer in probably the 20 years that I was doing it, that I would get requested by a contractor to show up at an apartment complex or a rental home. And they'd say, Hey, we just had a meth lab explosion in the house that, you know, they were doing either meth lab or it was, they were doing the, um, uh, the, trying to cook up the oils from, from pot. It would explode. You know, they would have some kind of thing happen. And there was probably seven or eight times I can think back because I'd always say, okay, uh, send me over your uh, paperwork that showed that you had the place cleaned before I enter the building. Were you called up? What were you called for to like do a remodel? Replace the cabinets. Cause they'd had like, yeah. they'd take, I mean, I'd walk in and you'd see, still see the, 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 the outlet covers that were melted. Right. The Just from the flashover. Mm -hmm. And I would say, Hey guys, um, until I see a paperwork from your cleaning company that shows that they certified it's been cleaned. I'm not going in there. Yeah. No, cause I just, really I probably had seven or eight times that they go, oh, you need to have that? They put the fire out. We got to get the cabinets ordered. I'm like, until you have that place cleaned and you mm -hmm. have paperwork to show me, I'm not Sorry. walking in there. They'd be like, oh, okay, they'll be in next week. I'm like, there we go. Thank you. <laughs> well, I'm so, not going to get that stuff in me, right? No. But, you know, but, uh, bubbling beakers, you know. 
Bubble and beakers. Yeah, we had we had crazy times with stuff. We had we had the kids that blew up the be- the the beaker in uh, <laughs> man was that freshman science class or biology grade, and, and then yep. freshman. What do you have freshman? We had earth science. That was freshman. And then sophomore, we went into biology. So then we did the distant. The I think dis- we had freshman biology because I. Frog. Yeah, I had to take that twice because I was not. Um, I was very bored with it. <laughs> so I think that was that was my fail on that one because I was just like, uh, this is boring. I'm never going to use this. And uh, I think I failed that class and then had to take it again, if I remember right. Because it. And I don't remember that, but my mom continued to this day reminds me that I fr- failed that class and I have to <laughs> had to take it twice. So that's so sweet of our mothers to remind you of your failures. <sighs> Thirty years later, it still comes up. Oh my gosh! <laughs> but we Jeez. had crazy stuff like that in high school. I mean, kids were mixing stuff they shouldn't have, and it blew up, and a couple of kids got hurt. Uh, I remember wood shop class. Some kid was building a bowl on the lathe, and I think he had the <laughs> the the speed up too high on it because when he blew the bowl up it made a hole in the ceiling above i mean it's a shop building so it was connected to the high school there was a dinner plate size hole in the roof that i could see daylight <laughs> through <laughs> when that thing blew up and made a hole you know <laughs> oh my god sometime i'll have to tell you about my astronomy i i, I took astronomy and i had do you remember the professor from um, Ferris Bueller and he's like Bueller, Bueller. Yep. Bueller. <laughs> so my astronomy professor, he was awesome. And um, so I took astronomy and I knew nothing about astronomy. And I had one of mm-hmm. the smartest guys that sat next to me. And he and he basically went to MIT. So I sat nice. there and one night one night I'm like, uh he's like, you guys have to go up to it was like a local, one of the local parks, and we had to mm-hmm set up cameras and basically as the stars went over you had to if i remember right you had to like video it for a time time lapse and it was this whole intricate thing and there was no way i was doing this so i turned to the guy next to me and i said hey i'm like want to go up to the stars and like check it out and like you know do this project (laughs) for me because you know i was a high school kid i was i didn't know what i was doing so anyway it turned out that he ended up going to mit so he was like super bright and so i got up there you know we're up at this like park and i'm like hey i'm like this is really great, but I got to go. I'm like, can you do the project for me? You know, it's like one of those stories. He's like, okay. Oh. So I ended handing, handing it in. And uh, I remember him coming back to me, the professor or the teacher. And he's like, Blazowski. He's like, Hey, I know you didn't do this. He's like, but it was so <laughs> awesome that I don't even know how you accomplish this. So I'm giving you an A. And I was just like, so insane, Eric. Like, and he, every time he saw me, he's like, Blazowski, that was the most amazing star mapping I've ever seen. Like, <laughs> yeah, no freaking idea what's going on. You're just like, hey, I, I got people. So my dad had the most amazing person he took when he took astronomy in college. So his college kind of study mate in astronomy was yeah. Carl Sagan. I know. Oh, you've told me this. Didn't Carl Sagan yeah. used to come over to eat like at your house? Like that's yeah. so out of crazy stuff. Crazy that's stuff. Insane. That was insane. That was my dad's career path going into nuclear. He was gonna be a doctor and then decided he didn't want to do that into medical. And then he got into astronomy. And I think the government hit him up and went, We need you for nuclear back in the sixties. Yeah, of course they so. do. Hence why you want Eric like coming in and looking at your house and advising you because he's got this incre- incredibly smart background floating around in his brain. 
Thank you. Thank don't you. ask me. I, I I couldn't do my astronomy project, so don't even bother. <laughs> so sad. Well, if you need to know about the stars, I can help you. But if it's the <laughs> I chemicals, can help you with the stars. I can make sure there's uh, <laughs> not the right chemicals in your brake clean. So. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Let's see what are we going to title this? Um, product shortages, meth labs, and professional ski ball. We've got a special guest here. We were talking about this in last weekend's show a little bit, but now we're going to be talking about it right now. Caroline, make the introductions here because this is this is kind of cool stuff that it's new to me, which I love when something's new to me. I had to introduce Eric to the world of ski ball. He was not familiar with that there was actually a national champion for ski ball. And, and I'm blessed because my best friend, has a son who is the national champion for ski ball. So we have him here today and it's Elon Futterman. Thank you so much for coming, Elon. And uh, we've got to get yeah, Eric. Thanks for having me on. We got to get Eric introduced into this whole world of ski ball. I got him hooked. Tell him, Eric, what you thought about when you were watching it. Yeah. So Caroline's like, you got to watch this. And I'm like, all right. So we started watching it. Man, that is a complex game and it's awesome. I was impressed. The the sportsmanship, gamesmanship in that is pretty intense for what you think of as just as a, as a, as Caroline would call it, a, a boardwalk game. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, I remember back in 2019 when I won the uh, championship, I had a bunch of my friends at college who were watching. And when I came back to campus, they were all like, yo, this was the most exciting sporting event I've ever seen. Like, screw football or basketball, like, ski ball. That's, that's what I want to watch. Yeah. <laughs> And I get it, man. I mean, it, obscure stuff. When I was a kid, I was like, I had to have been 10 years old. So this is going to date me back in the, in the early eighties. <laughs> and my little brother, uh, Chuck E. Cheese had woke, had opened up and, and they had a giveaway for the first, for the one year anniversary. My little brother won a full size defender stand up video game. <laughs> and I played it so much. I got really, really good at it. And in the early eighties, we'd be on vacation riding around in the, in the motorhome, and I'd, we'd beat the KOA, and there'd be a arcade because arcades were big. <laughs> I would go in and clean house on that Defender game because I'd had a thousand hours playing it. And these kids were, I'm like, a oh, bitch, a dollar, I could beat you. And finally, they'd give up and walk away because I was still going. You uh, have done the same kind of thing, it looks like, with ski ball. Yeah. I mean, just like anything else, it, it takes a lot of practice. So, um, I don't have any special God-given talent. I've, I've played a lot of skee-ball. I've kind of perfected my craft, and that's how I ended up in the position that I am. I got to say, you got you got some talent there because you wouldn't be national champion yeah, without exactly. it. I mean, that's, uh, you know, you could be all coy there with us, but let's be honest, <laughs> you've got some talent because you're the best one out there. So, I mean, you know, there's a lot of people out there that have big dreams but no way to pull it off. You pulled so it off, brother. So when are they going to be holding the next national championship? So obviously you'll hold your title until this was an exhibition match that you just played out with Joey the Cat. So when will you guys actually meet up for the final championship? And so, I mean, look, we had 5,000 people watching on YouTube. That was amazing. So I can't imagine what it's going to be like when you guys actually duke it out for the championship. Yeah, I mean, it was awesome. I, definitely the most eyes we've had on a skee-ball match probably ever. Um, it was super exciting. The next championship uh, will hopefully be next year. Um, obviously, we didn't have it this past year because of COVID. Mm -hmm. um, the previous year was supposed to be in Gainesville, but again, that one was also canceled. 
Um, so the last one being 2019, the next one should be 2022. Um, and it won't just be me and Joey the Cat. There are a very good host of other very good competitive skee-ball players. So um, while it would be awesome to meet him in the finals again, you may it not. could be us. It could be someone else. So, yep. so you know, it'll be an exciting event regardless. So you'll have to play up just like you did, Elon. It, you'll go through the same process. Do you get any higher ranking because you are the national championship, uh, national champion? No. So the way that the rankings will work most likely um, if they do it the same way they did in 2019 is they have a three month qualifying process. So everyone in the country that wants to compete goes through the same process. You play 80 games, that's sort of your ranking games. And then the top two people from each city will move on to this final competition in addition to a handful of wild cards. Um, so in the last tournament, I finished first out of Brooklyn. So I had the number three seed because I was also like third seeded throughout the country. Um, so that's likely how they'll do it again next year. Cool. Now I got a question for you. Are there bars that have these in them? I mean, I haven't run into them in Portland, Oregon and in some of the places I've traveled out there. Is that a, are there places out there where you can go in and grab a beer and play this and practice up? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's where most of these events are held. That's where the event on Friday was held. Um, and that's where all the qualifying took place in 2019. So there's a host of bars. There's one in Brooklyn. There's one in Texas. Uh, there's one in San Francisco. There's one in Oakland. So they're all over the country. And, and those are only the official, you know, Bruce yeah. Ski Ball that are affiliated with this tournament. But there are plenty of bars out there. I know of at least four or five in New York City alone um, so that cool. have ski ball machines in there that are either free to pay play or or you pay like a dollar a game. And yeah, I think it's a really cool bar activity. And, you know, you have your drink, you play a couple of games. Eric it's likes that. Time. Have a drink, Eric. Yeah. Ding, 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 ding. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, it, you know, I, and, and to be honest, it takes up a little less room in the bar than a than a couple pool tables. So, you oh, know, yeah. it's not it's a bad fun. thing for him either. So. I think it's fun. Yeah. The drinking is actually a very important part of the the brewski ball or competitive <laughs> ski ball culture, um, because all the competitors, or a lot of them at least, uh, will drink while they play because they think that getting to that perfect level of buzz takes away all the nerves, <laughs> but still gives them the ability to, you know. What Although, other sports has that? You know, I mean, <laughs> think about that. You you don't see the you don't see. You didn't see Brett Favre run over and grab a Coors Light before he jumped back into the, you know, into the final play and the touchdown. I mean, that's pretty cool that, that you know, you could actually have a beer compete and Eric quite frankly, that. it might be a technical advantage. Eric, this, this is, is my kind of sport. Yeah. I, mean, I wouldn't say sport. I recommend it because uh, <laughs> I wouldn't say I recommend it because me and Joey the Cat are the only two that don't drink. And so oh. far we've been the top two. Oh. We're pretty much the only two. So, all right. So, wait a minute. There's uh, a caveat. Seems like you need to get these other guys to be drinking more for you guys just to go out and enjoy the championship round. Yeah, I mean, in the last championship, actually, I was going into the semifinals against a match um, with a friend of mine from Brooklyn. And I could tell he had a few too many drinks. I've seen him do it in qualifying yes. and it affects his play. And while we're waiting to start that match, I'm thinking in my head, like, can we just go? Can we start? Like before he sobers up, don't let him sober up. <laughs> you're you're like and, buying him beers at this point. Going, hey, you need another one of those? You're looking a little thirsty. <laughs> we went back in uh, to go start the match and he grabbed a beer right before. And I was like, okay, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> yeah. That is amazing where that's part of play. You know, yeah, I'll buy another yeah. beer. I mean, that's awesome. So that's where can awesome. people get information? Like if they want to take up ski ball, they want to either watch it, get involved with it. 
um, decide, hey, I think I've got a talent. I could try this. What do you recommend for people like that? Where do they go to contact or get involved? So if you want to get involved in the league or the championship, you can look up Brewski Ball. That's B-R-E-W-S-K-E-E-B-A-L-L. I think that their website is brewskiball.com. Um, so they're sort of the, the bar leagues that are run around the country. They're all over the place. So you can probably find one pretty close to wherever you are. Um, and then you can just reach out to them and say, hey, I want to join the league. They'll put you on a team or you can make your own team and they'll kind of get you started. Uh, and you don't have to be amazing at skee-ball. You could be a complete rookie. Everyone I've met in these skee-ball leagues, they're all super nice people and they're always willing to help out, give tips to people. And uh, actually, we got one of the, the Barstool guys from Friday might actually be joining my team uh, coming up and he's basically never played skee-ball before. So it's not only a competitive environment, it's also a fun <laughs> There's, learning environment. There's hope cool. for us, Eric. We can have a team. We can have the around there the is. house ski ball team. I like it. There we go. There we go. We could do that. I, I'd be I'd be game for that. <laughs> Anytime I can have a have a single beer and still be competitive and and uh, and uh, while I'm playing, that's not a bad thing. I'd be okay with that, especially if it was like a Coors Light. I'm not going to go pound IPAs and go play this, but get something a little lighter. I'd be good with that. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that is awesome. Thanks for coming on today because I want to know more about this. Carolyn got me just hooked in on uh, on Friday watching watching you play. and uh, Super exciting. That yeah. is intense. You did fantastic. Thanks. Thank you. Yeah, and if you guys want to check me out or anyone who's listening wants to check me out and watch some more skee-ball stuff, you can find me on Instagram, on Twitter, yeah. uh, on TikTok. I stream live on TikTok when I play, so that's a good way to see awesome. uh, some high-quality skee-ball play. It's all the same handle, so it's skee-ball kid, S-K-E-E-B-A-L-L-K-I-D. No caps, no spaces, no dashes, anything like that. Awesome. All right, brother. Thanks for coming on today. Great job. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm Eric G. And I'm Caroline B. You've been listening to Around, Around the, the House. Somewhere unseen and undiscovered is a love song let's be lovers we're all over the radio take my hand out hey it's eric g from around the house are you planning a decking or siding project this year if you are you've got to check out my friends at millboard millboard is a completely different kind of composite decking and cladding that enhances outdoor spaces with enduring distinction hand molded from the finest oak it realistically mimics the natural grain and color of premium hardwood. If you're looking for something that doesn't look like plastic and instead real wood, check out millboard.com. Make sure and check out that interview we did just a few weeks back. That's millboard.com.